1: Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams.
2: All right, welcome to Electric Liberty Land, everybody. This is Electric Liberty Land, episode number 49, which means you can find it at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL four nine now today i have a very very special guest you may have heard him on numerous other episodes when i impersonate him with a dead-on impression and you'll see how close it is today but you've heard him before Uh, i mean he's known as the godfather of the lions of liberty and for damn good reason the one and only mr howard snowden what's up howie hey brian good to be back Good to have you back, my friend. And I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have in here talking about our first topic, which is going to be General Flynn. But before we do get into that first topic, I want to remind everybody listening here that we recently did a little bit of a uh, a redraft for our annual Liberty draft, which we're going to make a regular yearly thing to revisit it. Because we did it right before the election. We did a draft where we took, in the snake format, as with a typical fantasy draft, A draft of the most uh, fantastic Liberty candidates or so we thought at the time. And we put them in different positions. So we did a little redux of that the other day. And Howie was actually drafted onto Rico's team, also known as Team TBD. And there is quite a, a little discussion going in the forum right now, Howie. I mean, I know you're pumped about this. Let me know your thoughts about being drafted. Oh yeah, into this actually, track.
1: I had to turn off my Facebook so you did not keep hearing the, the beeps every time somebody
2: posted <laughs> from the from the flame war that's ongoing. From this, but you track. know
1: what? I mean, hey, we got a good team. Everybody loves the Rock, and we've got Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And I mean, your impression of me—I criticize it because it sounds like a South Park character, but it's <laughs> probably it's probably going to be perfect when they do the episode of me and the Rock running together.
2: That's true. I hope they call me in to voice you over. It's gonna be yeah, amazing. he should. So, yeah. So basically, you guys got to, I encourage everybody here, though, to go in, go to our forum, look at Lions of Liberty forum. If you're not a member, just go to Facebook, type in Lions of Liberty, and it'll take you there. It's going to be the top pinned post. It's got all of the draft results, and it's got a poll where you can vote for the best team. Now, I think my team, Team Trumple Stiltskins, which is led by John Stossel, uh, Judge Napolitano's on there, a whole litany of fantastic people. Uh, you got Dave Rubin on there, got Joe Rogan on there. Anyway. It's a great team. But the polling closes on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I encourage anybody here that is a fan of Electric Liberty Land or is a fan of the Trumple Stiltskins or doesn't even give a shit and just wants to vote and be a real dickhead, go onto our poll and vote for Team TBD if Trumple Stiltskins is not in first place. Because That's- screw Mark Claire's team and screw John Odermatt's team. Right, Howie?
1: Hey, and who better to have on a team than a line of liberty? Come on.
2: Exactly. So vote for TBD if I only if I'm not already winning, which I don't think I will be at the time. So yes, let's let's hack this this election like the Russians and uh and get a good favorable outcome for for Howie and Team TBD here.
1: We'll have to uh, contact Kim.com's on TBD, see if he can uh
2: Yeah, hack that shit, <laughs> man pull some strings. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back into the regular stuff, guys. So Top of the show, we want to talk about this whole, basically all the outcome from this, all this garbage about Trump and collusion with Russia, which we've seen as this has played out. We've seen that all of these charges, all of these allegations that Trump and Putin were hand in hand and and Trump was uh, getting information and, and it was hacked information, all have fallen to pieces to the point now where they have basically petty charges against General Flynn And it's it's what uh, he's he's basically saying that he he's admitting to lying to the FBI and he's lie. He lied to the FBI about what a completely legal action that was approved by the Obama administration, basically to allow the incoming administration to talk to Russia in regards to an involvement. I believe it was with Israeli settlements and backing off and not escalating against certain sanctions. That's what I believe was the was the conversations, Howie.
1: That's right. So so obviously no Russian collusion and all all the headlines are like Jared Kushner directed General Flynn to contact Russia. Uh, Actually, Jared Kushner contacted him to contact every nation in the on the Security Council to talk about an Israeli issue. Right. I don't know how you get Russia a Russian collusion from that. Yes, they're on Security Council. But, you know, these communications were approved by the Obama administration. And the thing that gets me, though, is I just I can't understand why Flynn would would lie I mean, I don't know. Either. I, I, I I know they know that they were being uh, wiretapped. I'm pretty sure uh, Mike Rogers let them in when he paid that uh, secret trip to uh, Trump Tower before Obama had him fired. Right. So I don't know. I'm hoping it's some kind of trap.
2: Well, I, I want to get into that later. So I, I, first, I'm going to lay out just the basics here. So it, at the end of the day, that's what that's all. Trump is era. Flynn is basically pleading to lying to the FBI. Everything else he did was completely legal. And additionally, was a good thing. You know, it's probably a good thing to have your incoming administration talk to the other, uh, what are the other primary world superpowers, and whom you are currently bypassing each other's jets in the sky around Syria about, you know, certain things, and making sure that, that the conflicts don't escalate over sanctions and whatever else. So, and all that's legal. Sanctions
1: by the way. that were uh, just thrown on them on uh, baseless accusations with no evidence. All right. <laughs>
2: But also, you know, the whole thing, like people like to talk about this collusion. And I was just talking to a couple of my very good friends and I asked them, I said, "Okay, let's just be honest with ourselves here. Even if collusion, well, collusion is not a crime anyway. Collusion is just a a made up word. So that's not a crime. FYI. But collusion. okay, what do you think happened? Tell me, tell me why you think that Trump is guilty of, of dealing with the Russians and where the evidence you're getting is from. And they literally – I stopped that. I, I listened for 10 minutes and all, literally not a single argument that was coherent. All it came around to was there's something there. I just know there's something there. And that's it. That's all anybody has in this whole Yeah, it, it,
1: And I mean and that's the main point though. Even if there was so-called collusion, which I don't think that there was, it's not illegal. It would have to be some kind of conspiracy like the Trump campaign helped – Putin hack John Podesta's you know super secure uh, email with the password to password.
2: Right, they'd have to talk ahead of time to make the conspiracy about it. Or I mean, the other way you could get him is if it, if they didn't have the express uh permission of the Obama administration ahead of time, then like you could maybe look to get him under the Logan Act, or you could look to get him under um or maybe not the Logan, but you could look under maybe under uh, like espionage. So th- there are ways they could have done it, but none of those actually happened. And even if they did get information, like there's a new report now, which was like, oh, Donald Trump Jr. asked uh, this lawyer, this Russian lawyer, if she had any dirt on the Clinton campaign. Again, not fucking illegal. It's nope. Perfectly legal. As long as they aren't, consp- aren't having a conspiracy. <laughs> that, that, to whole whole situ-
1: that whole situation was a setup, too. They're trying to get something that they could frame the Trump administration. Oh, totally.
2: With. And meanwhile, people ignore and this is what I'm talking to these, my, these friends of mine again on uh, Saturday night. I'm like, okay, so right now, guys, you've got General Flynn doing something legal, but lying to the FBI about it. And you're making this into a huge deal. Meanwhile, you're ignoring the fact that Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Party paid for a dossier and paid a a spy to create a fake dossier of lies, which they then fed to the FBI or the NSA so that they could get a FISA warrant to then spy on Trump. And I'm like, but that's totally cool with you.
1: Yeah, nothing wrong with spying on your political opponents, isn't that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you're in California, so I'm imagining the people you're talking to is communists, and those are, you know, pretty. They are, ta- they ta-
2: are <laughs> uh, very progressive. I'll say I won't categorize them as socialists or communists, but they're getting goddamn <laughs> close to it, man. So, so that's the basics of of the situation right now. And now, though, I know this is this. I'm is saying you're the perfect guy to have on to talk about this topic because Howie is. Uh, if you guys don't know this already, he is our Resident news authority. So a lot of the information, a lot of the stories that I get to use for Electric Liberty Land, how he actually finds, he goes through in the morning and he kind of pulls from different news sources from all over the place and sends them through. And he also likes to include very, very in-depth and well thought-out conspiracy theories. And I want you to, to to educate our audience a little bit about what you think is going on and what are these some of these traps that you're talking about because some of them. Uh, they seem incredibly plausible, <laughs> and the evidence is adding up to make a lot of sense to say that this is Mueller's flipped, that this guy, Peter Strz- Strzok, Strzok, there's the uh, intent <laughs> I a don't name. know how
1: to say it either. I'm, I'm guessing Strzok. like
2: Strzok. I think it's Strzok.
1: Probably like Strzok or something. Yeah.
2: S-T-R-Z-O-K. S- S- I'm just to say it's, I'm going to say, yeah, maybe Strzok. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's probably Strzok. We'll just call him <laughs> Peter Z. So anyway, this guy, Peter, who was just recently came out that he was texting, you know, anti-Trump stuff back and forth. He's just been removed, but he was the linchpin to – he spoke with Hillary Clinton. He was the one that basically helped uh, James Comey word the dismissal of Clinton's charges. Removing. It, it,
1: it, let, let me stop you there for a second. Okay, it's it, like it really seems – I keep seeing like even articles about this and CNN and things like that. I feel like Sterzik's being set up as the fall guy because like, oh, he changed – Uh, gross negligence to what? What what did they say?
2: Right, from it went from gross negligence to extreme.
1: Yeah, uh, they're like they he changed that in a Comey Comey statement. It's like what the fuck is Comey Ron Burgundy? He's gonna read whatever Strizik hands him. (laughs) I mean, and fuck you,
2: Washington D.C. It's
1: like yeah, yeah. Comey didn't have anything to do with this. He's a good guy. That Strizik changed it. Strizik did this. Strizik did that. Like every, we'll go through how corrupt this all is, but. In the media, the blame for all of it now is being laid on Strizic. Oh,
2: totally, it is. And that's—I'm sure,
1: I'm sure he's dirty, but yeah, with that he, yeah. he's not the only
2: one. Well, and it's not just—it's not just him. It's uh, there was a recent Zero Hedge article, which is linked at again where the show notes are, lionsofliberty.com forward slash E 49 But there's a whole Zero Hedge that breaks down all of the different people. There's like eight people on the team. They're all huge—four you know, thousand dollars to Obama vote, uh, donors, four thousand dollars to Clinton, or they're wrapped in to to. You know, the different people that they're involved with that are on the Clinton campaign. Like they're all tied in and huge supporters of that Obama slash Clinton entity. And they're all on this Mueller team. And, you go, this seems too crazy that you just blatantly pick all people that are easily exposed as being on that one side. So
1: so in some of these conspiracies where people are debating whether Mueller's uh, on Team Trump or not, that. One theory is that he's picking all these people, all these lawyers that the Democratic, these Democratic folks would use where they charge with something. But because they worked on this case, they wouldn't be able to use any of them.
2: Right. It's like drafting somebody. <laughs> like, like if you're doing a fantasy football draft, you're like, well, I can see that my opponents have have uh, didn't picked any quarterbacks yet. So I'll take the next best quarterback just to fuck them.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, this second guy now, too, is, I guess, wrote this letter praising. uh uh, what's her name? Yates for disobeying the president's order on the travel ban, Right. which, as, we learned, Sup- which, as we learned today from the Supreme Court, is completely legal, mm-hmm. as anyone who could read the Constitution would know immediately. Of course.
2: Yeah, completely legal. But it does. It is a clear indication of where his favoritism lies. Andrew Weissman. But I mean, like anything, though, you can yeah, you could remove somebody from that. Uh, just like if you post something on Facebook and your employer sees it and they say, oh, well, this goes against what I hired you to do. You can get fired for that sentiment. Now I don't. You know, these are emails. So. Yeah, I, so
1: how do they have this guy's texts? Well, messages? the text,
2: I don't know. That is a very good question.
1: It probably has to do with we just found out that the Department of Justice has been investigating the FBI for oh about a year now. Yep. And uh, an investigation that was supposed to take about a year. And I think we're seeing some of this stuff now. They're trying to get out ahead of it because they know it's about it's about due
2: yeah well if the Washington Post is reporting it that's always the uh the chosen entity to leak anything in Capitol Hill too but uh, yeah you're seeing a lot of Washington post stories you're seeing New York Times talk about it I think it was the times that that had the first story about the uh, ongoing investigation by uh by the government into the FBI and their abuse of power and the politics, the politicization <laughs> I'm not going to say that word right now the politic polit- <laughs>
1: uh man, I, I couldn't even say, say I couldn't even say <laughs> bear's ears before politi- politi- What the hell is going on? You're, it's contagious, man.
2: I know I can't. And you, come I can't on,
1: even, you come on you come in, ELL, and you can't pronounce a word.
2: I know. I can't even think of how to pronounce it now in my head. Politicalization. How about that?
1: Polit- politicization I don't
2: know. Anyway, whatever the word is, I, I've said it a million other episodes. I can't say it now. It's gone. It's out of my head. That's what happens. When you get old. And you start drinking heavily. Ah, anyway, so they're going to examine the FBI. So it's this ongoing investigation. But then there's also like let's talk about this deeper conspiracy theory to that. Basically, they're setting up Peter Strzok or Strzok as the fall guy for this. And it's so, uh, and it's so like the, what, the deep state's moving very quickly to paint him as, ah, he was responsible for everything.
1: So this is what they're saying about him. He was one of the lead agents on the Hillary email investigation. He's the one who interviewed Huma Abedin, Cheryl Mills, Hillary Clinton, didn't put any of them under oath, didn't record anything. And then, as we saw in the end, recommended to Comey that, uh, well, I don't know if you recommended, but you changed the wording. So what they were saying they did wasn't illegal, clearly. And.
2: And also, he's the guy that went through the initial emails that came out and said, oh, there's there's only a classified ones here and they're not a big deal. And then he went through 50,000 other emails and then also was like, oh, there's nothing here to worry about.
1: Yep, that's right. Clearly, he got the Wiener laptop with all those emails like, yep, it's all good. And then he's also one of the lead agents now in this uh, the Trump matter. And he didn't even tell General Flynn he was going to interview him, kind of ambushed him. And of course, he was on record. He was uh, recording all that stuff. And apparently they don't have a real crime to charge him with because all they can charge him with is lying to the FBI, which is just a process crime.
2: Right. And Uh, and that indicates. Oh, go ahead.
1: Like if they had I could understand like a a plea deal and getting a lesser charge. But I would have thought they would want a lesser charge that had to do with some kind of conspiracy. Because what kind of a witness are you going to have a guy who's like a, a convicted liar? Yeah. Our convicted liar here is saying, you know, this now.
2: Right. How's he going to be believed type of thing. But that does that his deal that he made, though, does give him it's like basically got rid of all the NDAs that he was under the under the Obama administration and during this time. So he's now free to talk about anything and everything that went on. And it it might play into this Trump's long game, which is to try to take down the Clintons and Obamas overall and expand having all these people on the team for Mueller's team, that's going to be disgraced. So they're going to go down hard and then he's going to have Flynn be able to expose all this other stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a way to be able to talk. I mean, if you knew you didn't do anything wrong, but you knew you're being recorded, lie to the FBI and then agree to cooperate, get that NDA lifted and spill it all. Oh, cause I mean, he, he worked for Obama too. He probably, he's, I'm sure he's seen some shit.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, dude. And so it's going to be fascinating to see. Like I, in reading this this guy's tweets, and I'll say the the tweets that ha- Howie and uh, and we actually like to read on this because they're very well thought out is from this guy named Imperator Rex, which is Imperator underscore Rex three on Twitter. But he really lays them out in a way that you read it and you go, "Yep, yeah, makes sense, makes sense." Like he checks all the boxes off. And even Mueller, like you look at Mueller and you go, okay, well, why would Mueller, who was a big Clinton, you know, he was he was in in DC for twelve years as head of the FBI. That takes a while; it's hard to do that. You can't be uh, be a dummy. And he was on Team Clinton. You know, he's involved in this uranium deal, this uranium one deal with Russia in the in a bizarre way as the courier, right? So he's in there, and you go, why the hell is he doing that? But he's involved. So you wonder now. You say, okay, well, is Mueller on Team Trump? Uh, like you had mentioned to or mentioned about earlier, is he flipped already? And is this all a setup where Trump's saying, okay, look, you're going to do this, but you're going to expose this from the inside. You're going to pull these people in knowing that they are part of this corrupt entity that the Clinton Obama ran. And we're going to get them all in one big swoop where by the time they realize that we set up this whole mouse trap, they're all going to be stuck. The bathtub, they're going to flip out of the bathtub, the, the uh, little laundry basket's going to click down the thing and it's going to trap the mouse and everybody's going to be exposed.
1: That mousetrap game was so hard.
2: Oh, it's a, it never worked. Not <laughs> no, never. one goddamn time did it work. It was such so, a legend. So,
1: so this is important. Mueller, apparently Trump, supposedly it was like a, d- a few days before the investigation started, interviewed him to possibly be the new head of the FBI. But we need to remember, as you said, he served 12 years and he had to get like special permission for Congress for those two extra years because you're only supposed to do it for 10. So... Trump couldn't have even hired him unless he got like Congress's permission. He was already like pretty much ineligible. So I really doubt that's what this meeting was about. So he had some kind of secret meeting with Trump. Then he gets named as the uh, the lead investigator on this case. So who knows what's going on?
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those amazing and exciting. I'm so excited now. You know, it's funny because I was so upset about the amount of time and energy wasted investigating this bullshit claim about Russia and collusion because it's just so absurd. But if the end result is that the Clintons go to jail and maybe even Obama goes to jail, that'll never happen. Oh my but,
1: God. But maybe the have, Clintons I'll least, have to take a week off of work because I'll just be home drinking and oh, celebrating
2: without a doubt. We'll have to go. We'll have to go hole up somewhere in the mountains, and get hammered. But, <laughs> yeah. if they, If that's the end result. Oh my God. I will just be.
1: And I felt oh, like it was totally getting close. This weekend I woke up and Trump's tweeting about, like, how Flynn's getting screwed and crooked Hillary, like, oh, lied yeah. to the FBI the so, so much. I'm like, tatters. is it time? Are they are they about to do the big reveal? Is yeah. this it?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting to see the, the response from all the uh, establishment heads, too. And the people in the FBI, like, like uh, Eric Holder, who is a total piece of garbage. Yep. And like Comey, who's like, you know, Trump's like, the, the FBI's in tatters, and they're jumping to his defense on Twitter and be like, oh, no, 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 the FBI is great. It's full of, it's full of upstanding people who are apolitical. They would never do anything like this. How dare Trump, blah, 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 blah. It's like, those boys are running scared.
1: and They're trying to make it seem like Trump is criticizing the whole FBI, like the average right. Joe FBI man. But he's not. It's clearly the leadership. But they're like, oh, can you believe what he's saying about you? We believe in you, FBI. It's like, no, you— To you guys at the top are the corrupt motherfuckers, not he's not talking about the average FBI agent.
2: Yep. It's I love it. All right. So anyway, anything else to add to this? Uh, Otherwise, we can.
1: No, I I would probably I'd probably screw up in broader Rex's theories. Everybody (laughs) should look him up, though. Um, There is. I, I heard a rumor. Some people thought like it was Rex Tillerson.
2: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'd heard that doubt, too. That's, doubt a, that's true. Yeah, that, that, awesome. that doesn't make any sense.
1: Wouldn't <laughs> that? that be that be so crazy.
2: That'd <laughs> be ridiculous. Not definitely not gonna be Rex Tillerson. Um but yeah, you check out that, check out this guy though. Like I said, how do you say you say I say Imperator? You say Imperator. Emperator. Imperator.
1: Imperator. Is that what you're supposed to say? Uh, make it I up. think so. I had to take Latin in high
2: school. <laughs> oh, all right. Well it's that Imperator <laughs> Rex. Um, he is very interesting on Twitter. So yeah, definitely check him out. And you know, just final thoughts of this whole thing for me. I just, you know, again, talking about talking to my friends, talking to like any, any people on the left about this, it really just blows your mind. Cause like I said, when you're, when I'm presenting them with the opportunity un, I'm not even interrupting them. I'm presenting them the opportunity to clearly state why they feel there is Trump collusion with Russia or that there's anything wrong with any, with what Flynn did or anything else. I can let them talk for 10 minutes and literally nothing coherent comes out. And I still have to ask myself and and when they're done, I tell them why they're wrong and they still won't believe me. They still say, Nope, there's something there, man. It just goes to show you like how strong the hatred of, of Trump is and how strong the team mentality in this country is. And it just, That's what sickens me is like you could present people with absolute facts. And look, as libertarians, we do this all the time when we present people with the facts on poverty or government spending on welfare programs and how little they actually affect anything and how they've been proven not to work despite increased spending or education and how it does not fucking work or followed foreign policy. And people, though, refuse to change their mind in any way, shape or form. And it just it's hard.
1: Trump derangement syndrome is a serious issue. Just look at Joy Behar.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait, what did Joy Behar do?
1: Oh, so (laughs) when uh, the whole thing with Flynn happened, they brought her out uh, like the news, like while she was live on TV, but they had it completely wrong, saying that candidate Trump was having him make contact with Russians.
2: Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Brian Ross of ABC. Yeah, that hack. Same hack who, who, so he cost $350 million in losses on the stock market. And this is not the first time he also wrote like messed up a, a uh, story about chemical weapons in Iraq, releasing it despite people telling me it was wrong. Yeah, he's a complete hack. So, OK, so so continue. She she went with the Brian Ross initial report, that candidate Trump. Had...
1: <laughs> yeah, so she thought it's over for Trump. He's being impeached and like crazy on air, like all excited. And then, you know, they probably had to be during the commercial be like, yeah, that's not exactly. I <laughs> <hack." laughs> uh,
2: love it. Love it. Yeah, Trump derangement syndrome is 100% correct. I think Scott Adams coined that phrase. Yep. Dead on. All right, well, you know what? Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more with Howard Snowden.
0: I know many of you are facing major decisions with your health care right now, and I want to make sure that you know about an amazing alternative to your standard corporatized health insurance known as Health Excellence Plus. Health Excellence Plus is an incredible program that helps you keep medical costs under control by taking charge of your own health care and not leaving all the decisions about what doctors you see, what procedures you need or don't need, up to some corporate bureaucrat. Along with providing 24-7 access to medical professionals, tax-deferred health savings accounts, and preventative care, Health Excellence Plus empowers you to finally take control of your health care. To learn more, head on over to lionsofliberty.com slash health or call the special hotline for Lions of Liberty listeners at 855-290-4447. Be sure to mention Lions of Liberty. All
2: right, welcome back, guys, to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is episode 49, as I said at the top of the show. So you can check out all the show notes there at lions of liberty.com forward slash E L L four nine. And of course, please do check out our sponsor that you just heard Mark talking about. So I'm back. I'm here with Howie Snowden, one of my good friends, the godfather of the lions of Liberty. And now I want to talk a little bit about this congressional sexy slush fund as uh, as I like to call it, which is basically called the congressional accountability act. Like it was just, it's hilarious the name, the irony of the name, it just gives me so much joy because it was basically created to hold Congress accountable for sexually harassing women or men or whoever doing something shady and and uh, and shitty within Capitol Hill or just I guess anywhere really. But what this Accountability Act did was put in a whole ridiculous set of Byzantine rules which these accusers have to navigate, including. If you're accused, let's say Howie, you were a, a page. Which congressman molested you? We'll go. We'll start with him.
1: None did, but if one had, it probably would have been Mark Foley. All right.
2: Let's let's say Mark Foley allegedly molested Howie. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. So this was a. Wait, wait when were you? This was were you a, a page in 1995? Because that's when the Congressional Accountability Act was put. in
1: 1997.
2: All right, was... excellent. So it's all coming together. <laughs> so. All right. It hypothetically, hypothetically, uh, Mark Foley molested Howie, right? So Howie then would have to go and file a a claim with this, uh, you know, this Accountability Act uh, group, whoever receives it, and then before anything actually happens, Howie would have to go through ninety days of counseling, which, and I'm sure that counseling is basically saying, "Are you sure this happened? Do you really want to do this to your country?" don't you think you're a terrible patriot? And then after those 90 days, and meanwhile, the senators don't have to do any of this. They don't go through any counseling. And then after that 90 days, then you might get your settlement, and then they can pay you out of a taxpayer-funded slush fund. So, Howie, is it too late to file a complaint for you? And uh, what do you think of this whole this whole setup they've got?
1: So, no, I, I, I honestly God, don't have any complaint to file, but... I did see some shady shit involving Mark Foley, and I reported it to Hustler magazine because Larry Flint was offering a million dollars for people at Dirt on Republicans. Unfortunately, I would only get the million dollars if he came out against Bill Clinton and his sex scandals, and he never did. So oh. I got screwed. then about like 10 years later, I get kicked out of Congress for being you know, a gay pedophile. <laughs> But yeah, this, uh, whole thing is crazy. And I'm pretty sure, at least for a business, I know, I think it's illegal to use like your investors funds for personal lawsuits without telling them.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I, that, I
1: can't believe this, this has been kind of hidden from the people that they're paying off all these allegations with our money
2: yeah, stolen from point. us. Very good point, man. Yeah. There's no way in hell that the government should be paying out for these people out of a, a taxpayer funded account when it's a personal allegation is a personal conduct, uh, Misstep uh doing these kind of things. And yet they want to sweep it under the rug. And again, under this ironically named Act, which until all oh, yeah. of these oh, allegations every, came forward. Every
1: they... act is the opposite of what it says. Oh, yeah. And every and everything they <laughs> accuse someone of, they are guilty of themselves.
2: Oh, of course. Well, it's like what is it, the USA Freedom Act or something like that that put all the NSA yeah. uh spying apparatus back <laughs> into place after the Patriot Act uh yeah. provisions expired?
1: Something like that, Freedom Act, or Liberty Act, Liberty whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, there's one more thing I forgot to mention in this too. So the
1: affordable health. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, in addition to uh, all of the other little uh, little skips, you know, the, the 90-day counseling and all that good stuff. Additionally, so outside Congress, workers with claims can file a lawsuit in federal court whenever they want. However, if they work for Congress, like let's say you're a congressional aide or something like that. And you get your uh, your titties squeezed, or you get your uh, your wang, uh, you know, schlong uh, slapped. Then, if you go to court and you try to file and you fail fail to follow the procedures that are set in place by this act, then your claims would be jeopardized under the law. So I I guess what they're saying is, like, if you don't follow the rules and you work for the government when you're filing a claim of sexual assault or something like that, they could be like, well, you know what? You didn't follow the rules. You kind of signed on to that when you joined. So, you know, go go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whether it's the sexual harassment stuff or even I'm sure Edward Snowden felt like he couldn't. uh, go through the official channels and process and, uh, have, uh, anything exposed or changed.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably right. And you know, it's no, like, I,
1: I can't believe how many of these people are getting kicked out of Congress or being scumbags.
2: Oh yeah. That's Conyers.
1: I, I love it.
2: Oh yeah. Well, well, you know, it's, I mean, look, I, uh, you know, I'm not a, a passionate fan of the Republicans or the Democrats, but I am a passionate fan of seeing hypocrites get their fucking comeuppance. And that's what we're seeing here. When you see all these people. Yet you know I I still don't know like Al Franken whether or not I I go down his go down on saying all right well he deserves what he's getting but it's funny to see all of these people that are you know out outspoken rights activists and now oh, I'm a, a Democrat for the people and women's rights and then it's like oh yeah like like Conyers so you fired a chick after you tried to have sex with her and she rebuffed you and this other girl you like had sex with her and she was all drugged out and she was a cocaine addict and you knew about it and you, you know, still like just such shady oh but. It- uh,
1: It was also like Conyers isn't racist because he was like sexually harassing white women. But they're racist for uh, accusing a black congressman of this behavior.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love the logic behind it. Yeah. So it's clearly a witch hunt against this man against this guy who, by the way, is even without admitting that he did it. I love how he's like, oh, I'm not going to run again. This basically says, you know, you're guilty, like you're not going to risk it. And yeah, he's one of many.
1: Oh, you're not going to run again? The oldest man in Congress? Mm.
2: <laughs> he would run again. Come on, they, people never leave. He's wait. He cannot be. So actually, older I, don't than you, South I don't know if you. I don't know if you.
1: I don't know if you heard today. He's uh, he's stepping down, and he endorsed his son for his place. But his nephew is already running for
2: it. I saw that. Yeah, his nephew so is like devil's. some kind of
1: backstab in family.
2: <laughs> I hope so. I hope his nephew runs as a Republican. He just hates. <laughs> he just hates the family so much that he's like, screw all of you.
1: Actually, can you imagine if so? I I think the governor then will get to replace him if he leaves now. If they put a Republican like as like the representative, I think it's his area covers like Detroit and like places like that.
2: Wow. Detroit might actually have a shot at becoming legitimate again. I do love how the places like Detroit and uh, like all these cities that are in the dire circumstances all have had Democratic leadership and Democratic policies in place for like 25, 30 years. And they're all just completely bankrupt.
1: And they just keep doing it.
2: it they just keep doing it again and again and again. Um, so uh, back on this topic, uh, hardcore, though. So they have paid out, as of right now, over $17 million in settlements over the, or since 1995. I mean, how many – I'm trying to think about, like, the average settlement – let's say – actually, let's just use this one. This uh, Conyers allegedly settled one claim for $27,000, Right. So if the if let's say the average settlement is between $27,000 and $50,000. This has been in place since 1995, so approximately 20 years, a little over 20 years. $17 million. I don't have my calculator out, but that seems like a hell of a lot of goddamn sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations. Yeah.
1: And I know uh I don't know if it's Tulsi Gabbers or some people are bringing legislation up to make them like release the names of all these people that were, so at least the voters can know and get these scumbags out of there.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Why would they not make this apparent? I mean, I I know why, because Congress, (laughs) Congress doesn't want to rat itself. It does like Congress likes to exempt itself from Obamacare rules (laughs) and give itself pay, uh, pay increases when everybody else is on a, on a moratorium on, uh, on raises. So Yeah, we'll see. I would be shocked if it got through. Hopefully, there's just enough outrage that they can't not push it through at this point to expose them. And then, oh my god, uh, can you imagine the fallout from that if all these assholes got exposed?
1: Man, I hope like the whole Congress gets kicked out.
2: You know what? (laughs) Do you know what? You want the the future (laughs) of the Libertarian Party is, dude? The future of the Libertarian Party is this. Okay, this uh, bill from the end, yeah, you're right. It was it was Tulsi Gabbard is definitely one of them, and it's one other uh, Republican senator, female senator. But if that gets pushed through, that's the new libertarian moment, my friend, because that is a party we could say stand up for principles. We're for individual property rights. That means control over your body. No one's allowed to do this stuff to you. No one's allowed to touch you without your consent. This is like where libertarians can actually get in and take some offices because everyone's going to be so disgusted with. People on both sides because there's going to be so many scumbags in in Washington over this. So have any libertarians
1: gotten – have any libertarians faced these accusations yet?
2: Oh, well, I mean, John McAfee got accused of killing a guy, but he's not in uh, public office.
1: That's different.
2: <laughs> 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 he's not in there, though. Rand, you know, Rand Paul, uh, I guarantee, is clean as a whistle, as is Ron. And, yeah. I mean, the only the other piece like – Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey has red apple cheeks – I don't think he's <laughs> even had an erection in his life, let alone try to assault no, anybody. I, I,
1: I can't see Justin Amash doing that either.
2: No, me neither. Be-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the good I think the good ones are safe.
2: Yeah. I hope Justin Amash gets a movie made after him because it can star the guy that was like the lead in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Voiced that Frosty the Snowman character. Josh Gad? Yes. Josh Gad is his name. Look him up. He'd make a perfect Justin Amash. In the movie called Justin Amash, Vice President of <laughs> on trumple stiltskens
1: hey not to get too off topic because we're talking about these congressmen and senators i wanted to point out i don't know if anyone saw so john mccain apparently heard his foot or something he'd been wearing a uh some kind of brace and then there were pictures he had on twitter he had on the opposite foot and yeah. like pe- people looked and see if it was photoshopped like all oh, those buttons were on the right side everything it wasn't flipped or anything it's something what that if this guy's lying about his foot I don't think he even really has brain cancer. I bet he's (laughs) lying about that, too.
2: He probably is, too. He's he's going to have a stroke or something like that. Like, he'll have brain cancer. Oh, it's impacting the one side of his face. You know, and he's giving him muscle twitches, and that'll keep changing sides. Hey, if,
1: if Trump is coming after the deep state, I think maybe he's doing that. Pelosi seems like she's pretending she's got Alzheimer's or something.
2: <laughs> well, dude, we'll my, my, a... my, my favorite part of that foot thing was the excuse he gave as to why the boot was on the other foot. Like the official <laughs> statement from McCain's office was that the boot was getting like he wanted to, to air it out and, or something like that. So he switched it to the other foot, and it's like, why would you put the boot back on the other leg Instead of just taking it off either leg, and they're like, if you're going to air out the one the one side, you wouldn't put it on the other foot.
1: The other theory that it's probably not true, but I wish it was, is Hillary apparently is wearing the same exact model boot, and they're like, maybe they're trying to hide ankle bracelets.
2: <laughs> Trump's got him tracked at all times.
1: It's too good to be true.
2: Oh, it'd be so great! I, I, I you know, what, I can't wait to excuse. I, I wish more people knew about the McCain boot story and his excuse of just putting it on the other side to air it out so I could use it in everyday life. If if anybody caught me in any sort of lie, I'll just be like, well, no, I just, baby, I wasn't cheating on you. I just wanted to, you know, put it on the other side and air it out. She'll be like, what? (laughs) What? I'll be like, no, no, it makes sense. All right. Um, So let's move on to our final topic today. And that is the, uh, all the furor that's going on right now. And people are just, as with anything Trump does. But all these eco nuts now are losing their shit because Trump wants to rein in what I consider a giant federal land grab uh, by the Obama administration late in the administration, which was basically to expand this national monument. There were a couple of them, but this one was specifically was Bears Ears National Monument. And I can't I'm not sure what the exact original size was, but maybe it's what Trump has it at now. Basically, Obama expanded it from about 220 uh, acres to 1.7 million acres of land. And that's now protected national park land. So the people of Utah understandably were like, all right, screw that noise. We use a lot of this land for grazing, which again, doesn't ruin anything in the, in the environment. It's not hurting anything, but it's public land that they are now using that. Now they are denied access to told to get off their cows and sheep can't graze there. And so the locals are pissed off. Meanwhile, There's all these polls showcasing national sentiment that all these assholes point to. And, of course, the national sentiment is that, well, we all love parks. Yes, more parks, more environmentalism, ignoring the people that actually live there. So what do you think about Trump reining that in, Howie? And what do you think about, in general, the status (laughs) of private versus public lands?
1: So when you first – so we were going to be talking about this like, oh my God, we're, we're, we're helping to kill like a million people in Yemen. The drug wars losing thousands oh, yeah. of lives. Like <laughs> who gives a shit about some, this public land. But then I looked into it and holy shit, there's a story here. So this, uh, bears ears. I could say it now. Um, this came into existence. This was made a, a national monument or whatever you want to call it by Bill Clinton in 1996. Now something, uh, I haven't heard anybody mention about this Bears Ears area, is there's about a trillion dollars worth of this, um, I don't know, this unusual, like, clean burning coal that only exists in, like, two other places in the world. One is, like, Colombia, in, like, a place you're not going to be able to get to. You have to build all these roads and shit. And the other place is Indonesia. And there's this uh, company, I think it was called the the Lipple Group or something, and someone associated with them, this guy John Huang, was funneling all this money to the Clinton Foundation because they were uh, – he was involved so, in all the pro- projects, the coal projects in uh, Indonesia, and they wanted that coal staying in the ground in Bears Ears and not wow. making it to
2: the market. I like that theory. By the way, your so, mic's like banging around a little bit right now. I don't know if you're oh, sorry smacking your head on it or what.
1: I was playing with the cord to the headphones. Oh, oh,
2: that's, that's what that <laughs> but, no.
1: but I mean, Jesus Christ, you look into anything and it's Clinton corruption, yep. money going to the Clinton Foundation. Dude, that's every goddamn thing. Any
2: of that. I had, that's <laughs> awesome.
1: I, I had no idea that this was all. Oh, and so this came up in like the investigations. They decided that the, the rumor is they decided not to investigate it further, that there was kind of like this double deal made where the Republicans were like, listen, we're only going to go after you about the sex stuff. And you do like drop the whole thing about the Koch brothers breaking the uh, campaign finance laws, mm. which uh, helped the Republicans retake the Congress back then. So it's it's just corruption all around. But, but back to just, you know, public land, all that. No, I'm glad Trump's selling it off. There's no need for all this land. I I forget. I heard like the, the percentage. I think it was Utah. Is that where the Bundy ranch is?
2: uh god i don't know it could I think be a might different
1: state when i heard the percentage of the land that was public land it was ridiculous it was like almost the whole entire freaking state yeah was declared like public land i mean
2: well you know on a federal level this is why i want to get into like the discussion with private versus public lands too is that you know the federal government basically considers all of this land theirs like and instead of the state's land like the, the land belongs to the states but the federal government has this presumption that they own all this land. So when you can just have a government step in and go, all right, well, now uh, this 1.5 million acres is ours now and screw all the local people that live there, screw you and your state legislature, we're just going to do it. That is unacceptable. On, on any level, unacceptable that the federal government has that power and presumes to own that land over the state. So that's where for me, like this, that, it brought it to a head. And, and I do love the whole Clinton time, And it makes perfect sense too. That yeah. they want to, that they'd want to, you know, protect these investing interest and these mining, uh, all the mining money that's coming in for their for their friends in Indonesia. This wagon yeah, guy, yeah, screw,
1: screw, screw Americans, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's like you know, it's funny where you know, and Trump's, not, he's not selling the land back off. He's basically just saying it's not federal land anymore. He's giving it back to the state, uh, to my understanding. So yeah. you know, when I see all these people talk about it now, and we're having a conversation in the forum about this, get outraged because they're like, oh, who's going to protect this land? Well, okay, number one. Nobody was sticking their dicks and raping the land as it was. It was basically being cared for by people grazing on it, natural animal use. And either way, if you want to develop some of that land for for private use or business use or whatever that's going to help people actually survive and thrive, I don't see a problem with that. But even that considered like another uh, – there was another person on our forum made this example. That's a very good example of of a privatized land – that was made public and, and annexed by the government by him. And what ended up happening was that the people who had been grazing on it and keeping the grass short and taking care of it, they no longer took care of it. And the federal government simply let it grow out and grow wild as, uh, as protected land. And what happened? Goddamn wildfires burned it up routinely. And that's what happens often when you have people you have, you don't know the government. They're not paying attention. Just like with anything, like, you know, again, in this conversation in the in the forum, I was giving an example of okay, what happens when you have public lands or public goods, and how do you see the government take care of them? We don't even need to get into like education it, or anything like that. It's but,
1: a, it's always a tragedy of the commons
2: situation. Well, it's a tragedy of the commons, but it just in general, if you give the governance of something like let's say a park, right? Okay, they end up run down. If you ever gone to try to take a a shit in a public park. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Facilities are not well taken care of. It is a nightmare. And you look at the roads. Our roads in this country are crumbling. Those are the responsibilities of the federal government, which we've ceded to them. They're in a horrible state of disrepair. In California, it's the biggest nightmare ever trying to get anywhere. And they, meanwhile, they just raised our goddamn taxes on gas to pay for it. And all it does is go into a slush fund. So, no one can make the argument to me that government can take better care of this land than a private institution could or private investors could, and they can make it into their own park or at least just give it to the states, not the federal government
1: I mean, can anyone even give a example of something that the government hasn't royally screwed up like anything
2: it doesn't exist I- There's no example of the, of anything the government hasn't fucked up Somebody'll say they'll go ah it." it he writes for this, for the races. That's what they'll say. But people also forget that the government was complicit in causing all of the strife and all of the segregation in the first place, because government was responsible for segregating people before it was responsible for desegregating them. That's right. People uh, like they, to ignore that I fact. mean, they,
1: that was already changing on its own. They, like, yeah. changed the laws after it's already happening, and they're
2: like, see what we did? Yeah, exactly. Or
0: it's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> the government is the epitome of, like, a guy comes home or a guy, a guy, uh, some flowers are delivered to work and nobody wants them. And he's like, Oh, I guess I'll bring these home for my wife. And then he takes credit for it. That's it. We are the wife. The government is bringing us flowers that they took out of the garbage. Could have had them anyway. I don't know if that analogy made perfect sense, but it doesn't have to, <laughs> this is electric Liberty land. Nothing has to make sense on this show. Oh Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else to add on this topic? Otherwise I'll wrap it up or anything else to add in general I, and thoughts on life. Words of wisdom.
1: Yeah. I just hope people, you know, vote for TBD.
2: That's oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> go vote for TBD. You can go again. Lions of Liberty forum guys, but Regardless of the forum, I do want you to make sure you follow us on social media. Follow me at Brian McWilliams on Twitter. You can follow Lions of Liberty at Lions of Liberty. Howie, do you want to share your Twitter address? I don't know if you want to or not.
1: I don't even know what it is. It's probably like at Howard Snowden, I bet. I don't know.
2: Probably something like that. But you can interact <laughs> with Howie on the forum. So I recommend doing that. And uh, guys, remember, you can support this show any number of ways. We've got beautiful T-shirts for Electric Liberty Land and other shows like Mark Clare on Mondays with his in-depth interviews with the Liberty Movement. You've got John Odie Odermatt on Fridays the Felony Fridays. He's got some fantastic T-shirts there you can uh, invest in with your time. And, of course, you can join the Lions of Liberty Pride, get all sorts of extra content that we put out and uh, extra extra little goodies, pre-interviews, post-interviews, all sorts of stuff. So, guys, thank you to Howie Snowden, my good buddy, Howie. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks, Brian. And thank you all for listening. From me, Brian McWilliams, from the Lions of Liberty, from Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged in to Liberty.